You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. I've got two records that I know for a fact are not in your 15. Mm. I, here's why I like What's My Name. Actually, are we done talking about uh, what these women want? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say. I don't have anything. I don't have anything else. Okay, I'm just going to jump ahead. I'll take What's My Name off my list since we just, me- just mentioned it. To me, it's on the list because for a certain kind of DMX fan, yours truly, the second album was such a problem, right? Yeah, you, you've been on record not liking the second album. I'm more sympathetic now that I've, I understand what happened, right? Where it's like they had 30 days, they had some leftovers. They basically said, I mean, they were booking, I was, I was reading a story this past week. They were recording it so quickly, right? It used to take a lot longer because you were mixing down to tape, right? Mm-hmm. So it used to take a lot, like it would take you like eight, hour, eight hours to like, just get one song like finished all the stuff printed like on tape like everything done so what they would do is they wouldn't just book a stu- they would book like every room in a studio basically wherever dmx went whatever city they would just book a studio with every single room and dmx would just bounce back and forth while the producers and the engineers were getting everything done and he would just go try to like do his thing to keep the whole machine moving because def jam was wow. determined to get that album out and so it's like it's leftovers and it's stuff that's rushed and it's like I almost hold that more against Def Jam than I do against DMX. For to sure. To a certain degree. If, if that's the context, that you makes know, sense. And despite the fact that Party Up and What These Women Want are on this album, like, what's my name? We talk about that, that, that Murder Inc. record, that Irv Gotti sound. That's an Irv Gotti record. That's right. It was, to me, very definitively saying, listen, I know we put out No Love For Me. I understand that. <laughs> but DMX is here to make hard records. Don't worry. Right, right. Because what's my name? That's the single for the album when it goes number one that first week. I mean, mm-hmm. which seems impossible to me. But okay, you know, no, like they, I remember the um, I remember the video, the uh, making the video MTV. Yeah, I mean, the Def Jam machine was like, okay, here we go. Yep, you know for sure. Um, but um, it to me that was it was a, it was supposed to be a return to form. Yeah. You know, because that first DMX album, yeah, he's got the crossover records, but he, as we talked about, he's got the hard, grimy records as singles. Right. So that's why I was there for me. For sure. Okay. I just did two in a row, so you should get two now. Okay. Um, all right. I will do, I'll do an introspective and I'll do a collaboration. Let's, mm. do, let's do the collaboration. Um, we have to have, no, we already talked about that. Uh, I feel like we've already alluded to the three. I have three more collaborations. So do I. All three of them we've already kind of alluded to. Maybe we should just knock them out. Let's just knock them out. So the three that I have left. Yep. Money, power, respect. Absolutely. 24 hours to live. Absolutely. Money, cash, hoes. Absolutely. Okay. They're, they're, to me, they're all very different reasons for being, well, at least two of the, uh, there's one that has a, that's a very different reason why it's on this list. Okay. So why did you pick those three? Well, because that was to your point, the, okay, 24 hours to live in money, power, respected to your earlier point about yeah. DMX needing to attach to, yeah. you know, so DMX is attached to the, I mean, and at the time, I guess maybe that doesn't even make sense because the locks and DMX are still relatively new when this comes out. But the fact that DMX is on this record definitely draws more eyes to it. I mean, um, money, money, power, respect is ridiculous. It, it's that, also a great song. Beat, it's a great song. I mean, beat is crazy. Great, hook is crazy. The, Kim on the hook is great. Yep. DMX comes in and kills it. Just yep. 
kills it. At everybody the end. except everybody except Styles has great verses. Styles just sounds bored. But this is the time where Styles is probably the weakest member of the locks, where it's Sheik is one, Kiss is two, he's warming up, and Styles is still trying to figure it out. Styles mm. doesn't become the guy until like 2000, 2001, 99-2000. Yeah, you know, Styles kind of like goes into his, like, he kind of like enters that verse a little, you know, only time I could tell how the clock tick. Like, he kind of like eases yeah. it. He doesn't attack this the same way. He doesn't attack it. Yeah, he did. but Sheik is like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, same thing with 24 Hours to Live. 24 Hours to Live, it's attached to Mace, but it's also attached to a bunch of other guys that are also coming up. Jada Kiss. Yeah. Styles is way more, uh, actually the locks are way more aggressive on this. Uh, Black Rob as well. Um, did you, have you seen Black Rob? I heard, he, I heard he's not doing well. He had four strokes. Man. Yeah, he's not doing well. He's not doing well at all. Not doing well at all. He did not look good in the video I saw. So, um, prayers to Black Rob. So, 24 hours to live. That's, that's attaching. Okay, we're going to strap the, the rocket to Mace. Um, even, though it becomes a, even though it becomes a video much later. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was bubbling underground mixtape scene like long before. Um, and again, DMX draws eyes to that song. Yeah. Um, and it was a good introduction because Mace is only dancing on shiny suit records. He's on Mariah Carey records. He's yeah, on no, yeah, yeah. Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. People don't know Murder Mace. Mm. So this was a good way for them to introduce Murder Mace without it being so jarring. Um, Who's got the best verse on this? On, on 24 uh, Hours to Live? It's either Jada. It's either Jada, Sheik, or DMX. Mace, Mace is kind of hard Rob, and Black Rob has a sneaky good verse too. The first, the too. opening lines from Mace, I, I, you forget how how ridiculously arrogant Mace was at his best. Right, he says, "I turn out all the hoes that's heterosexual," and Smack conceded right off the pedestal. <laughs> I'd even look for my dad that I never knew, and show him how I look in my Beretta too. Mace, <laughs> he's like, oh, "Wow." So I'm going to turn gay women straight. I'm going to smack other people who are cocky. And then I'm going to uh, find, my find my dad and kill him. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm going to take kids, uh, under uh, lower class kids, and show them that they can make it. No, he's taking the white, rich white kids, take them well, to the but ghetto. But he's doing, he's doing both. Yeah, he's that's saying, right. That's right. Take kids from the ghetto, show them what they can have. They never settle. And then take white kids. Yeah. No, they're all, I mean... Yeah, a lot, a lot of people get good verses off. But like DMX, the fact that he is the, cl- like, really, the they closer. have no reason to put it. Like, it's not like, I mean, really, if Bad Boy were thinking about it, they would have put somebody else in the closing spot. But they, I mean, DMX has that verse, like, you're putting him at the closing. You know, the way For he sure. ends that, you know, wanted to live forever, but this wasn't fame. Like, I mean, that's, that's what you do. I, my favorite part of this song is when Puff asked the question. And then he says, that's some deep <laughs> stuff right there. How would you handle that? A lot of pressure. <laughs> Mace, what would you do? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so. And so Money Cash Hoes is not, we're not strapping an artist to DMX. We're, well, you're not, strapping D, you're not strapping DMX to an artist. You're strapping an artist to DMX. I'll say this. Okay, so it's, it's, it's twofold. It's, it's twofold because when they create that song, yes, I think they're like, all right, we're going to get, you know, Rockefeller's like, we're getting the Rough Riders stimulus, stimulus package. package. 
But this doesn't come out until after Hard Knock Life, you know. So Jay kind of goes up to another level. So while this was initially meant as an, an attachment or strapping DMX to another artist, when it comes out, this is like, dog, this is this is Drake and J. Cole making a record. This is mm. Jay and Kanye. This is, you know what I'm saying? This is Rock Kim and Big Daddy Kane. This is Pac and Big. Like, this is like two of the biggest artists who are at the top of their game at that time. And they're and they're linking up with, you know, the top producer right now. Yeah. So it's like a it's a it becomes something else because they're, because Jay experiences a, a new level of success. According to Genius, and the internet's never wrong, this is a sample? Is it really? What is the sample? Because we have to play it on the show. It's, uh, if you, here, I can send you the link if you need it. Send me the link. All right, hold up. Or just tell me what it is, because I got to, I'll look it up on my, I got to look it up on, on my phone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, it's called Theme of Thief from the Sega game Golden Axe. Wow. What, uh, where is it at? Okay. Okay. People are saying it. Hold on. Let me just play it. Wow. That's it. What? (laughs) What? I feel like, I feel like my world is shifting beneath me right now. I don't even understand. That's crazy. Yeah. Never knew that. Never knew. Wow. And here, all this all time, right. we, were, we were like, oh, Swiss was just like, no, no. Yeah. He was like, hold on, he was, he was making like, a whole other beat. <laughs> no, it's not happening. <laughs> I need more props wow. in the show. <laughs> yeah, that's the first time you pulled out a prop. Wow. Wow. Okay. Shout out to Swiss. <laughs> sure. Shout out to Biz. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. You do you have anything you want to add with money cash no, or or not keep going? Okay, all right, it's, uh, it's your turn because I I not well. Do you want me to do another one because all three of those are on your list? How many more I mean, do you have left? Uh, one, two, three, four. I have. I'll call it six left. Okay, one, two, three, four. I think you have six. I have, as seven, well. I have seven. Seven left. left. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now I'll do another one so yeah. we get first to be even. Um. Okay, so here's we're leaving some real obvious ones out. We are. We are. Um, where do I, where do I want to go? For the ones I have left, there's only like one I can imagine that's not on your list. Okay. But I'm curious to see. All right. So I'll go, we'll, we'll keep it, uh, we'll keep it early DMX. Yeah. Um, the intro. Yeah. To It's Dark and Hell is Hot is 1 million percent on that list. If there was a gun to my head Mm. and I was in danger of losing my life unless I rapped the lyrics to this mm. entire song, I'd, I'd still be alive. I'd still be alive. This, this beat is, who, who does this beat? Is this Dame Grease? It's Dame Grease. I think so. Beat is crazy. Top, to me, it's a top five oh, intro. no. No, who is it? Irv Gotti and Lil Rob. We got, we, we still got it. We were supposed to do a Murder, Inc. retro, weren't we? Yeah, I guess we didn't do we that. We were supposed to do that years ago. Yeah. Feel like we need to do like a deep dive on Irv Gotti production. Yeah. Figure out something that's coming up that we could we could connect that to. If it's the twentieth anniversary of Rule Three Three Six or something like that. Oh man. I didn't even realize that's a sample on the intro. Is it really? Oh boy. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, we're not gonna play that on the show. We'll nope. just oh, we'll just put that boy. in our back pocket. Just- 
All right. Okay, so we could do the we could do for the twentieth anniversary of Pain is Love. That we don't need to know. <laughs> I mean a murder Inc. retro. Yeah. Yeah, we could just connect it to some Yeah. Pain okay. All right. Wait, is that the Pain no Pain is Love is living it up always on time. Dow in for murder. Uh down chick, down for you. Uh I'm real. That's a huge it's album. It's a huge album. It's a huge album. But whatever. All right. But yeah, so, DMX intro. Intro. No, it's uh and of course you, you gotta talk about Mike Tyson. Of course. So Mike Tyson uh fights France uh Francois Botha and I wanna <laughs> say ninety nine. This is coming off of his Holyfield fight. Mm. Um, where he bites, where he bites Holyfield's ear. Um, so Tyson had, I mean, to say Tyson had a black eye on him yeah, yeah, was yeah. an understatement. Um, but he comes out to this, uh, comes out to this song, and to me, it's the most iconic mm. uh, entrance, boxing entrance um, that I that I remember. Yeah, um, it's uh, January '99. There we go, and he ends up knocking both out in the fifth round. But I was looking at the fight, and they were basically saying both of us up on points up until that point. Mm. So everybody else was scared but him. But yeah, iconic, iconic. Tyson comes out with the kufi, cut off tee, all black to DMX's. And they even, it's so scary that the, even the announcers had to like make note of it. Like, oh, Tyson coming out to some menacing music. Well, I, yeah. I, I listened to that. Yeah. They were just like, what is this? It was yeah. very, it was very uh, old white men in the '90s listening it to was. DMX for the first time. Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, completely iconic. Top yeah. five, top five for me, easily, easily. All right, I'm I'm picking a record that is not my favorite, but I think it has to be on here because out of all the DMX singles, it has had a longer life than I would have ever expected, mm-hmm. and I think. If you really, if I'm sticking this, like I'm playing 15 songs, trying to introduce to somebody who hasn't heard this, they've, who, who hasn't heard a lot of DMX, they've definitely heard this. And so that's, I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, and that's X going to give it to you, which out of all of his like later singles, right? So X going to give it to you where the hood at, I think the less said about get it on the floor, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe like his last like big maybe super successful single i don't know i don't know if that's true but it feels that way but what's been interesting about this song is like it's used in movie trailers all the time it's used in tv all the time like this song has permeated the culture in a way that i would have never expected and for that alone it's going on my list absolutely um agree with you 100 percent um on my list oh i didn't expect because it because my son is a gamer yeah and that's why my son knows about it, because my son asked me, hey, dad, have you ever heard the song X going to give it to you? Because it's uh, connected to uh, Mr. X from Resident Evil or something mm, like that. Okay. Or, I don't know if that's the guy's name, but it's a running joke that, you know, every time he appears out of nowhere, that music, you know, that music comes on. That was like a meme that blew up. Um, so f- for it to it's not a song that I like. Yeah, but for it to permeate generations like that, and if we're talking definitive, if my son is asking me about a right. DMX record, I think that it it has to be on the list. It has to be. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, what's weird is they didn't include it on Grand Champ, even though it was like recorded. It was not, the, it's it, from the Grand Champ sessions. 
It's not on. Is it not? It's not on the album. It's from Cradle to the Grave. The soundtrack. Oh, that's right. It was on the soundtrack. That's right. That's right. Dang, X was was that was was Cradle to the Grave. Was that the movie where he died at the end? I've never seen it. I've seen no Cradle to the Grave is Jet Li. I'm thinking of Exit Wounds. <laughs> he died in Exit Wounds. I saw all those DMX movies. Like people talk about Belly. I watched all of those movies. Yeah, X gonna give it to you. I'm with you. Okay. Um, curious to know. I might have all the records that are on your list. I think. I think you have. There's. I have five left. Okay. I have one, two, three. I have five as well. Yeah. There. All these are. All of these are actually no. I take that back. I have four left. Okay. So you've so got I'll one just, that's not on my list for sure. I'll just do that one. I like how you know which one it is. Mm-hmm. I know which one it is. Okay. So I'll do it? the one that's the convo. Okay. Definitely not on my list. Why the convo? The convo. I always tell people that's the first Christian hip hop song I'd ever heard ever, 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 ever. And it's one of the reasons why, because you talked earlier about DMX being, um, you know, the different, like using the different voices or whatever. And we joke about how it's like, okay, well, how do you expect God to sound? You know, everybody of course has him in this big ominous voice or whatever. Um, with that being said, I don't know if you've ever heard um, Silk the Shocker's conversation with God from the True album, but it's it's hilarious. You know I haven't. Uh, I have to say I haven't. Yeah, it's amazing. I'll send it to you. Um, but I think that the thing about the convo is that it's it it is such an example of DMX's um, transparency and authenticity, mm. self awareness, um, where he is on one hand aware of who God is to him. But also he is aware of who he is and what he's capable of and where he is and how those two places are not as far as, you know, many people would think. Um, And so me being 13 years old, hearing that for the first time was just something that like it always stuck with me. Mm. And, And it was one of the reasons why when I started you know, getting into that genre and people would play me, oh, this is this is this. And I'll be like, well, nah, because. My first introduction was like a real authentic person sharing exactly where he was in his life. Um, it has to go on the conversation. Honorable mention to Ready to Meet Him because for me, Ready to Meet Him is a better song, mm. but the convo is more definitive. Um, amazing record. Amazing record. I think that's Dame Grease too, right? Uh, I think either that or PK. The two of them basically did the whole album for the most part. I think so. Hold on. Let me see. I want to see. That is, yep, Dame Grease. Yeah. So, yeah, Convo absolutely 100% on my list. Yeah, you absolutely. know, when, when Kanye was back in, starting in 2016, and really the last five years of Kanye, when people were like, oh, look, Kanye West, is he becoming a Christian rapper? Or it's like, all right, listen, do we forget DMX? Really? Right, right, right. I think people were more, it, people were very stringent on, how do I say this? I think it's because all of the other content that DMX had, because of that, people, it was very easy for people to write him off. Like, oh, that's not authentic because he's also saying what these women want, you mm. know, where it's, it's both and and not either or, where yeah. DMX has this real authentic relationship, but also, you know, <laughs> he has a very misogynistic view of women. Sure. Um, you know, that, that just happens. That's the human experience for many people. Um, and I think recently with his with his death and even just, you know, where the church is just like 
exploring its history and how just how deep corruption goes in that um people are more like oh yeah no i think x was genuine and authentic and also because it existed outside of music where you see mm. one person you know they're only on the pulpit and then any other they're living fallaciously and it's a secret and whatever whatever dmx is like no nah, this is all me authentically 24 right, hours right, a day right, right, right. and you saw that and i think people in hindsight like appreciate it more especially where we are now just as as a people so yeah on my list okay <clears throat> all right let's get to some of the absolute have to be everybody's got these on the list i mean let's talk yeah. about slipping if why would you listen to slipping anytime between friday and today I don't ever slipping is slipping is um, it's a bit introspective and and somber. You know that's the word I want to use. It's a bit somber for my. Taste. It's 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 somber. I remember past episodes where you talked about you're not the biggest fan of the song. To me, it's a great song. I just don't ever need to hear it again now that he's passed. Mm. I I think for a lot of like you talked about when we talked earlier about like DMX and introspective records. I think like in the humanity of DMX and just like he just. He was not really trying to pretend to be something he wasn't ever. And there are just, there are a lot of DMX fans who are DMX fans because of slipping. For sure. Right. That absolutely like beyond like the hit might've hooked them, like got them in the Mm. door, but slipping for a lot of people, they connected to that. For sure. You know? And I think like if I'm putting together 15 records for, if you haven't really heard a lot of DMX, it might catch a certain person. It might, that might be their hook in, you know? Yeah, for sure. And they, they yep. I mean, I feel like that video played forever on BET. Yeah. Forever. They, I thought it was on MTV a lot. Oh, I mean, everywhere. Like, you know, it was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they always played that record. Always, yeah, always, man. Always, always, always. Yes, 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 yes. A lot of play. Even just the fact of, even the fact that the song is edited mm. makes it easier uh, to introduce somebody to that record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if, if profanity is a turnoff, it's like, oh, well, here's a DMX song where he's not cussing, you know? So I don't know if you guys know this, but the explicit version is available on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you remember, speaking of Kanye, <laughs> do you remember uh, one of the first, one of our, you and I, our early dealings was you um, reversing um, all of the, the profanity on school spirit? <laughs> and that travel through so i don't remember doing that but that sounds right i thought you did that i mean i don't remember doing that but it's i mean that sounds about right because it's not hard to once you 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 know back then cool edit you open cool edit pro and you're like oh reverse yep yep that was crazy but yeah i i agree on all fronts but it's it's too somber for me to listen to Mm. in in three days after his death like i can't no way Yeah, yeah no way can't do it can't do it but it's still, to me, it's a great song. Great, like all that. Yeah, absolutely has to be on the list. All right. What do you got next? All right. Let's do, let's do another one that's obvious we've, because we've already alluded to it. It's funny. There's three that are left. The one I'm going to do, we've talked about. But the other two songs that I think are left are songs we haven't touched. Not really. <laughs> no. Even though they're two of his biggest hits. Yes. So I'm going to go with How's It Going Down. Yeah. The video version. The video version with Faith Evans, 100%. Why is it not on streaming services? I got beef with streaming services because if you, there's two, it looks like there are certain like entries on streaming services that say featuring Faith Evans, but it's not the Faith Evans version. It's not the Faith Evans version. Um, 
this song, when you hear the con- when you hear the story, mm. meets a girl. The girl has kids with another man. She's still dealing with him. They start messing around. Go to the second verse where DMX is basically like, oh, hey, um, I know you're the father of your children has caught wind of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Let him know if I run into him, I'm going to kill him. Never mind, but forget all that. Um, I need you to go <laughs> take the snow up to 150 and see Joe. Right. Come back with the money. Yep. We'll smoke weed and celebrate. That's right. Also mentioning on the first verse when he's describing the girl, mentions that she looks like she's uh, 11 with curls. You know, yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, and DMX has been taking a task for it, but there are lots of, uh, we'll say, questionable lyrics in his catalog. Yeah. Alluding to homosexuality, alluding to rape, alluding to like, he goes crazy in some of these spots. It's not uncommon for a 90s rapper, if we're being honest. (laughs) Right, Right. true. Go look at some of Biggie's raps. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, How's it going down? I, I I read a thing earlier today that I think is accurate. And I don't think I really saw it that way. How's it going down is kind of like, this is the template that they're going to do in belly, right? The relationship that Tommy has with what's her name in belly with, with Keisha, yeah. with, not with Keisha with, um, um, the other girl, the but just young, a, the younger girl. I mean, no, Keisha? but just in general, like the way that they're like shooting DMX, the story they're telling, it's kind of not, I mean, obviously it's a different kind of story, but like the cinematography, the treatment, you could see how they did that and they were like, all right, yeah. Oh, okay. So I see where you're going because How's It Going Down, I believe, was directed by High Woods. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the, the shots. So I could see High Williams shooting X and saying, man, this guy has it. a face for yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. That, that video was shot really, really well. You know. Uh, hype gets known for the outrageous videos and the shiny videos, but I mean, it's funny because I need to go back and rewatch Belly. I really wish they would just sell me Belly in 4K. It probably Dumb. wasn't. It probably wasn't shot in 4K. If we're being honest, right? It wasn't. But it was. I need it in 4K because <laughs> I need that crystal clear. <laughs> you know, I was. You know, I was thinking. I thought about you. Uh, a couple weeks ago what movie did we, oh so we haven't had this conversation and we're gonna have it next week oh my son my son is an eminem fan oh boy a huge eminem fan okay his his introduction was rap god oh no i know but i hey, know okay it was probably a meme that he saw sure you know kids get into music so Long now story, he's rapping long... American Psycho. You know, I see it too. <laughs> <laughs> so he asked me to watch Eight Mile with him. Mm. So, but what? But the reason why I'm, I thought of you uh-huh. was because we rented it. Oh yeah, and we re- I think we rented it from Amazon Prime. Yeah, that movie is shot really, really well. Oh, when yeah? they upscale it, I was like, "Yo, this is really nice." <laughs> In a way that we wouldn't have seen it mm-hmm. on, you know, my big box TV in 2002, I even know. with the DVD. Yeah. 
you know, the upscale and then my 65 inch 4K, whatever, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, they're, the upscale is like, now I get why you, because I'm, you know, I'm such a proprietor of physical. I'm like, man, is there a way to get this like physically and then just rip it and have access like that? Because it's really, really good quality. I mean, the, in that case, if you have a Blu-ray and if you have okay. some Blu-ray players will upscale better than others. Like that's the real quality. I mean, Blu-ray is always better quality than streaming. For me, it's just about convenience. You know what I mean? But if you have a 4K Blu-ray sure. player then you're not going to immediately get 4k from every blu-ray but it will be higher it'll be it'll be pretty it'll be really good quality you know for some movies it'll be closer than others i think part of the problem with a certain era of movies is like sometimes they cheaped out and they shot on cheaper film which just doesn't have the result they can't get the resolution out of it also a lot of times if they haven't remastered for 4k what they would do is at the time because i don't know if you remember like even like projectors and movie theaters used to be pretty old school. The first digital projectors projectors didn't start showing up until like Oh three Oh four. Right. So they were only, if there was any special effects, the special effects were only rendered at like 1080, maybe if you're lucky. Right. So when it's, it's that when you notice and you're like, Oh, like what were we watching? We were watching the mummy. The first one. Yeah. Brendan Fraser mummy. That's right. Wow. Okay. Cause it's on HBO max. Okay. And so we're like, all right, HBO Max frustrates me because they they don't have everything in 4K and I don't understand why. Mm. I'm like, it's your movie. It's your back catalog. Where's the right. f- anyway? Um, <laughs> and you're watching some of those special effects and you're like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no, that was never meant to be seen on a 65 inch 4K TV. No, mm. no, 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 no. So, yeah, 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 yeah. but you know, I mean, Belly is not, I, I bet you, I don't, because I own Belly in my itunes library i bet it probably looks okay you think it looks okay compared because there's, to- first of all there's no special effects <laughs> there's no right. cg right right there's no busta rhymes in the video with janet jackson moves going on in belly right you know what i mean i bet you that looks terrible <laughs> at, at 4k but like i'm sure it probably is okay oh that looks bad in in, in, in uh in 1080 in <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that just looks bad in 2021 uh, uh, good god ah uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. um Eight Mile looked really, really, really good. So I, I because I, I, I also bring up Eight Mile because on the same length, on the same page, like Eight Mile was shot really dark. Yeah, yeah. Just like Belly was shot really dark. So I wonder if that upscale would, you know, would help it out. Um, all right, all right. So there are two more songs. I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the. I'll take Party Up. Let's do Party Up. Go ahead. Is it's the. It's right. We talked about Swiss giving a lot of his hits to people not named DMX for a long time. Mm -hmm. He gets them back with Party Up, which is yeah, it's his biggest hit for sure. It is. (laughs) It's an iconic Swiss beat. It is. It's ridiculous. In what way? There's a lot of whistles, (laughs) but (laughs) he's really just like he's. You know what? I give him credit because, like, if you think about what was going on, like, you think about like what some of the other new producers in the late '90s were doing, it would be about the drums, right? Think Timbo with his unconventional tempo, or what Dark Child right. was doing, or even the Neptunes, right? Loud drums or whatever. Swiss was like, no, 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 we're gonna go heavy on the main melody. Swiss's drums are never anything particularly amazing you know he had a couple trademark types and you know he would do the little like scratch sound effect right like but Mm -hmm. that's but 
with uh, but party up is just pure like keyboard energy coming at you and and swiss leans into it you know Mm -hmm. he knows that like it works and as much as i make fun of it there's a reason why people like that song you know Mm -hmm. um the video is energetic so the outro where he does the he does the meet me outside meet me outside part that was like a last minute addition and it apparently that according to swiss that's what really convinced other rappers to have swiss talk on their records wow and so he started then charging people extra to charge on the record wow. he said he was charging 15k extra just if you wanted him to talk on the record wow so that was like a it was a sort of a spur of the moment throw it into the last minute and it ended up making him a ton of money um but um but no i felt like that was kind of the Fighters anthem was, which we're going to talk about in a second, I don't want to lean too much into that, was a di- totally different kind of collaboration for them. But at this point, Swiss is established, DMX is established, like, mm-hmm. commercially, it's their, it's, it's like the peak of the, of, it's like the, that is Rough Rider's peak, kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Commercially, it is like, yes, Swiss and DMX, high energy, mm-hmm. yeah, not my favorite, it has not aged well to me, but people love it, and it will always, like, you, that has to go on this list to me no it it you're absolutely right i just hate this song i know i hate i hate this song so i you know a lot of things that that have been said it's one of those things where lots of uh this is a this is an auntie song this is this is the song where like your parents and your grandparents got into it because they they loved saying y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here up in here that became a thing um you're saying it got you're saying they were percolating on the dance floor yes yeah yes yes it was up there raising the roof where it was the thing that the youths did for about a month and then the old people got a hold of it and it was totally different one thing that we don't talk about on this and of course we got i gotta get in my lyrical schmirical nerdy rap bag this is a diss record is it really yes to who this is a response to corrupts calling out names really yep huh Yep. So people think that this was a this was an Eminem diss because he says I'm not him. Right, I'm right, slim, right. So watch what you do. That's not no. That that's not an Eminem diss record at all. Not at all. It is, however, uh, a corrupt diss record. Mm. Everything down to the you whack, you twisted, your girl's a hoe, your broke, your kid ain't yours, and everybody know. Mm. Yeah. I don't know why he just threw Foxy under the bus like that, but I feel like Foxy shot back and did it and said something in response. What Wiki says about it is that Corrupt uh, ranted in the Source magazine about DMX sleeping with Foxy. That's right. That's what started the beef. Mm -hmm. Right. And then on calling out names, obviously DMX is there. So it makes sense. Yep. Hmm. It's a diss record. Interesting. I mean, of course... it's back to back before back to back. You know what? DMX is kind of a throwback of of sorts to honestly kind of like someone like maybe Pac or Big where like the beat and the song would make it a kind of a, a crossover record. But what they're actually mm-hmm. rapping about is in no way crossover material. Correct. Right. Big was really good at that. And I feel like that's all for the most part DMX did. Yes. Yes. Very aggressive. I mean, he he never changed it up. Where he was, um, you know, he was never going to get on in 99, 2000. He's never going to get on the who's the artist who's a, a 
pop artist or an R&B artist that he could have done a record with. Um, he's, I'll tell you what, uh, when, when Maya wanted the Rough Riders stimulus package, they did not call in DMX. They, they called, called in Jadakiss. That's right. That's right. That's right. So there you go. Because they knew, they knew what it was. Like, there's no way Maya would have stood next to, could have stood next to a DMX verse, just based off of her, her, uh, her, uh, her brand. But yeah, man, party up. I hate the song, but <laughs> it's, it's definitive. It really is. Yeah. It's definitive. Um, okay, so the last one is, of course, yeah. Rough Riders Anthem, of course. It has to be there. Has to be there. This song has aged terribly. Like, like milk. Just, I, even like, it's, you can't even just say, oh, well, you know, that's just 98 Swiss. No, nah, 98 Swiss had way better records. 100%. DMX had to be convinced to keep this on the album. He hated it. Yeah, he said he recorded it. He said he wrote it and rec- it was like 15 minutes. He's like, he's like, it was like nursery rhymes. He thought it was stupid. Yeah. yeah. Everybody try. Everybody why. They just wonder why. They just gotta die. All I know is pain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, this is the song that solidified him as kind like you i'll be honest i was more of like the backpacker kind of fan at this point in my my nerdery right in hip-hop right um so i'm listening to a lot of wu-tang i'm listening to whatever but obviously i'm listening to popular stuff but like for a certain kind of white male teen fan in the late 90s often called wiggas right Ooh, wow haven't heard that term in a long time yes they they went when Pac passed. There was a real opening in their "I want to be a thug" <laughs> heart, for sure. And this song solidified that DMX was about to be their new favorite. They could rap along very easily. Mm-hmm. They had all sorts of new accessories to go by. It was really dog, it was a it was dog a, chains, bandanas, cut off tees, a very whole easily. aesthetic they could just very mimic. And it's funny you say that because when DMX talks about this beat, he calls it a white boy beat. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I mean, the melody is so simple, but it, yeah. you know. It, know. It, it worked. It worked. And I'm sure that money has made him millions upon millions of dollars. Hopefully. Um, and Right. I'm sure it has. But he, I can't lie. Like when this song came out, I loved it. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. yeah. I loved it. I, I share the story of, you know, freshman year English class. We were asked to write a, a report on something that inspires you. And we had to have like a visual aid. And I've and I've waited for two days and recorded the video to Rough Riders Anthem from Rap City and played it in my class um, as the visual aid because DMX inspired me. Mm. And so I'll always love it for that reason. Mm. Nod to the remix on the professional part one, mm. DJ Clue. I had that about honorable I, mentions. Yeah, mine too. I never need to hear this song again. Never need to hear this song again, ever, in life. Is that is, that your, the, is that your is that your most embarrassing thing that you did hip hop related at school? No, no, was it? Dang, that's a that is a that is an excellent question. Can I tell you mine? Sure, please. I definitely made my high school AP philosophy class listen to Inspector Deck's verse off above the class. <laughs> Of course you did. Oh, man. Dang, that's a, that is a great moment. Dang, where, 
What did I do? I did a lot of embarrassing stuff in high school. What did I do? Oh, you know what? I think I might have also made my creative writing class listen to Jay's final verse on... Um, oh, my God. Why can't I think of it? Hold on. Volume three. Dope Man. I definitely made Ooh. my creative writing class listen to the... To the to the final verse on Dope Man. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Sir, uh, Serena Altshul. That's right. Um, no, I know what I did because creative writing just started. <laughs> yeah, <up>. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I had a creative writing class, and I took it twice because this is when I started rapping. So I'm like, oh, creative writing? I'll just write rhymes. Yeah. Found out that that was not creative writing class, <laughs> <laughs> but there was a point where we got to write poetry. Mm-hmm. So me being the lazy bum that I was in high school, I'm not writing that. Sure. We had to write a poem. Uh, uh, we had to write a poem about what we thought love was. So what I did was uh-huh. I went to ulad.com and I copy and pasted uh, the lyrics from this underground rapper that nobody had heard of named Common. And he had just come out with this song called The Light. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's heard of that. Nobody's heard of that. I turned it in, and then on top of that, I also dedicated it to this girl that I like. Hey, I wrote you a poem. Gave it to her. Oh, no. Six months later, it's the biggest song in the world. (laughs) So, it's everywhere. Common suddenly decides that that's good enough to be a single household name, and I'm SOL. Fortunately, I didn't get in trouble, and the girl, if she put two and two together, she never outed me, so it worked out, but still, just... Nobody's, nobody's going to know who Common Sense is. Why would they do that? Nobody's going to listen to Resurrection. <laughs> uh, all right. I think our 15 are pretty solid. Yes. But we've got some honorable mentions we need to talk about. Let's do it. I, so the one, like I, I think out of his singles, there's a couple we didn't talk about. I just want to check with you to make sure we didn't miss anything. I don't like the song Back in One Piece. No. Nah, song's not good. Wow. But you I are also, crazy. if I hear an Aaliyah record that's not produced by Timbaland, I just cross my arms and I think to myself, that's a waste of studio time. I'm really sorry, everybody. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love Back in One Piece. Oh, man. I love that song. I know people who would probably put that as a definitive song for DMX. The, the Aaliyah era was a time. So you don't, put Maya, you don't put Maya on the record, but you definitely put Aaliyah on the record. I mean, that's because they did the movie, right? They did the movie. That was, was that Cradle to the Grave? No, I think that was, wait, was that Cradle to the Grave? Hold up. Um, Romeo Must Die. Romeo Must Die. First Aaliyah, now Romeo Must Die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kanye. Okay. Wow, Irv Gotti and Lil Rob did Back in One Piece, huh? Hmm. You know that's a sample, right? I'm sure it is. Oh, it's George Clinton. Yeah, it's a sample. First time uh, NWA used it. Mm. And they used mm. it, they used it better. Man, that niggas for life album, hot take. Yeah, it's produced better than Straight Outta Compton. Ooh. The production on that album is amazing. Oh my god, the beats are crazy. They just—it's just clear that MC Ren is not as good of a writer as Ice Cube. Mm. But whatever. Why? Okay. Why is the Romeo Must Die soundtrack eighteen songs? I don't understand this. Because it was two thousand. I know. I know. Um. There's some other singles we, we didn't put on here, like Who We Be and We Right Here. No, um, Who We Be, like, like I said on social media, Who We Be is definitive because it was like layup line music. So if you play mm. basketball in 2000 and 
2003, yeah. you were definitely trying to dump to who we be. Um, it's definitive for that reason, but I hate that song. I hate the beat. There's a bunch of collaborations we did not list. Correct. I, I referenced Shut Em Down, but that didn't make the, that didn't make the uh, that didn't make the 15. Okay. We didn't talk about Grand Finale. A May of, I love that song. Love that song. It's fine. <laughs> You're killing me. It's interesting how like I mean I recognize Belly's not put out by Def Jam, but it feels like it might as well have been put out. Yeah, by it Def was. Jam. Was it? The yeah. soundtrack was, but like the movie yes. wasn't. Nah, the movie was like, was it like Poly, Poly something? Polygram, Poly, maybe? Polygram. Well, that's Universal. No, it was New Line Cinema, right? Hold on. Artisan Entertainment. Who was Artisan? Artisan, Entertainment? Artisan was putting out a lot of uh, urban films during that time, <laughs> for sure. Artisan, here we go. Uh, 97 to 2003. So they did, uh, let's see, Belly, Foolish. Ghost Dog, Ghost Dog. Blair, Witch, Blair Witch Project, Stir of Echoes, uh, and a bunch of other movies I've never heard of. Oh, they put out National Lampoon's Van Wilder. <laughs> That's a college classic right there. Yeah. Boat Trip uh, and Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. Oof. What a time. Anything in the 90s? Uh, oh, they did The Substitute, Fat Beach. Caught up. There we go. Fat beach. <laughs> oh, man. What a time. What, what, what a, time. a time. Grand Jesus. finale was, I mean, it was, that was like a moment more than I think the record itself was. Yeah, the beat is, the beat is a B. That beat is not an A. Okay. I'll give you that. I think it's good to hear Nas on a faster tempo. I agree. I mean, um, Nas is great on it, too. I think every I think everybody kills it. I think meth, but meth killing it at that time is a layup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great tempo for him. Yeah, meth. And that's autopilot. Like he he can do that all day. Okay, grand finale. Yep. Uh, we didn't put we didn't talk about blackout. That's my hot take. Okay. Jay Jay does not watch everybody on that record like I previously thought. Interesting. I got X and I got Sheik with the best verses on that album, on that song. I think Jay has the best singular moment on the record. Just with I'm a Monster? I Sleep Whole Woman's Wait Up, Wake Up in Smith Summers, Putting Up Will Smith Numbers. I think the way he opens his verse is so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. That's a moment. I'm with you. I'm the meanest, toughest, done, da da da, gun butcher. <laughs> Easy. Okay, I'm with you. Okay. Uh, remember DMX was on the the remix of eight balls pure uncut yes yep he was everywhere yep. in 98 yes he was do you remember the weeby clubbing remix sadly they say yeah it's terrible i used to love that song it's terrible uh jail felony what you're gonna do yep what I'm happened to jail felony hey, i could have swore i just saw him put out some music recently i saw it on lakali i want to say so that album comes out summer night oh, late summer 98 I'm- I know what happens to him. Go ahead. So I'm, no, go I'm ahead, just trying ahead, to figure. I'm like, he, him being on Def Jam is just like, I don't know. Were they just like, hey, let's get a, let's get a, let's get one West Coast rapper. I don't know. Like it felt, you know, they try like what you're gonna do tries to bridge the the gap. Like tries to get him with like a def, a little bit of a Def Jam like sort of feel. But yeah, then you look at like who's like who's producing and who like it's it's all like EA Ski and 
There's like a mm. there's E40 and cocaine appearances. Like it's just not a Def Jam album at all. It's super West Coast. Yeah. Um, you know, during that time, like I think that more East Coast labels were looking at West Coast artists and like still trying to give like trying to give them a shot. Um, and what you're gonna do was a hit. Yeah, it did it was, okay. What soundtrack? It was on a soundtrack. Have plenty. Have plenty. Ah, having a savage theory. That's what's up. The problem was, do you remember JL Felony's beef with Jay-Z? No. He put out a record called Trued Up and he dissed Jay-Z. I think it was in 2001. Yeah, okay. It was, it was in response to Jay. What was Jay's line about uh, going on the West Coast and something about the Source Awards or the Soul Train Awards or something like that? Showing up to the Soul Train Awards, rocking whatever color I want or something like that. And Jail Felony took it as a diss. Mm. I don't know if he was signed to Def Jam at the time, but I'm sure Jay made some calls and was like, yeah, that's not happening. Because you don't hear anything from Jail Felony after that. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm reading a... Uh, shout out to Shaheem Reed from MTV. This is a... Man, MTV wow, still, has their old, still has their old news articles up, which is great. This is from 2001. Where J.O. J.O. and Jimmy Henchman, you know, are are claiming that Jay-Z basically uh, got this got this uh, song, tried to keep this song from being put out. Trued up? Yeah. Okay. maybe. Yeah, because he goes at um, he apparently takes. um, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, he's because when. Yeah, he basically just I don't know. Oh, he doesn't like stuff like change the game, you know, because. Jay was kind of flirting with, I mean, Rick Rock produced that. He's from the West Coast, right? So he, you know, Jay was still doing the, uh, the, the biggie formula. Whatever's hot, I'm going to get that one thing and it's cool and it's all good. And Jay was like, nah. And it's funny. I think the dynasty is the, is the album that where he stops doing that. That's the last one. Right. Cause then blueprint, he's just like, I mean, he still gets a little, you know, he's got like the one Tim record, but it's, it's more of his own sound for sure. But it's but dynasty, it has changed the game. Yeah. And get your mind right. Right. But everything else is like more of a traditional Rockefeller sound, which later becomes, yeah. you know, because right. that's the first album that, that just Kanye and Bink all work on. Right. Yeah. So you are, you made reference to Ride or Die briefly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that record. Yeah, that record's hard. I like that record. Again, Sheik kills that record. Eve kills that record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, on my list. Done started something. Iconic. Yeah iconic that record is crazy that's a lot of people's introduction to x mm. that that made the mixtapes i've heard some stories where people said that was their introduction when i when i wish i dash like abortions like <sighs> kills that verse yeah and that beat is that beat is crazy yeah that's a- i'm still mad that there's no like real the the instrumental version that dame grease put out was like an unmastered version where mm. the drums are a little more they're, they're like they're more hollow yeah I don't really like it. Cam's pull it. One million percent. Do you know this was back in the day when a song would make you want to buy the whole album? Mm. The commercial for Confessions of Fire played pull it in the background. Yeah. That 30 second spot made me want to buy the album. But then it got three and a half mics in the source. And I, well, and I found out that they didn't clear the sample. They didn't clear the sample. Never, yeah. The sample sounds familiar to me. What? I... What is it? I love who's man. If I would have had who sampled as a kid, uh, it samples something from the main ingredient. The main ingredient wouldn't clear a sample, right? I was like, come on now. Hold on, let's hear. Let me hear this. I want to hear this. 
But interesting, nobody else has ever cleared the sample. So maybe there's something about this, like someone who co-wrote the song or something where they just won't clear it. Yeah, maybe. That's it's just the whole beat. I mean, yeah. Dame didn't do a whole lot to it. <laughs> that beat is crazy. Yeah, dope beat. That beat is crazy. All right, I just ran through yeah. a whole bunch of honorable mentions. What else you got? All right, let me see. What do I have? I have um, some X stuff from the Rough Riders compilation. Hmm. I've got I've got effing with D from It's Dark and Hell Is Hot. Uh, I got Murdergram. Hmm. Um, I've got uh, Ready to Meet Him. Uh, Blackout. I've got Top Shotter from the Belly soundtrack. Uh, that belly got, soundtrack, man. Oh my goodness. Man, what a time. I've got ATF. Yep. Um, I've got I've got Damien. Yep. I got Damien. I've got a record. Oh, I'll I'll go back to that. I've got um <laughs> a song I know you don't like. What's that? I got Why We Die. Buster Rhymes Jay Z. Yeah, I know terrible. you hate that song. Man, X kills that record though. Um Scenario 2000. Oh yeah, I forgot. I, forgot. I always 2000. forget about Scenario 2000. Yep, Scenario what was that 2000. On? Uh, Eve's album. That's why I never owned that album. Yeah, I still I bought that album over the Beat Nuts. Uh, uh, was it Musical Massacre? Oh, that's a dope album. Yeah, I bought the Eve album. I was very upset. Uh oh, um, Life is What You Make It. Nas and DMX. Not yeah. DMX smokes that verse. That might be my favorite DMX mm. guest appearance. Favorite. That's Dame Grease, right? I don't know. Good question. I bet it is. No, L.E.S. Interesting. L.E.S. Sound, that sounds right. 99 Nas. Well, because, I mean, Dame Grease is on, um, is on I Am. But, yeah, interesting. Um, the last two I'll name, because I have a whole bunch that I already know that you don't. Yeah. Um, the last two I'll name, um, Get Your Stuff Right, Jermaine <laughs> Dupree. DMX, the mad rapper from Life in 1472. He was on that too? Yes, he was. That beat is crazy. At the time, it was crazy. It's like a glo- It's like Jermaine. It's Jermaine Dupri's attempt at an Irv Gotti record. <laughs> and then finally, um, Drag On and DMX, Niggas Die For Me. Mm. Had to. I had to. I had to. That song is terrible, but I love it. Okay. I'm looking at the Life in 1472 track listing because mm-hmm. I own this album. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I stand way too hard for Protectors of 1472 because it was a primo beat. Mm-hmm. It was a good beat. It was all right. I like that beat. Um, this album got some joints on it, but go ahead, run through it. Well, turn it out with Nas. Turn it out with Nas. Shout out to Kanye. Um, oh, get your ish right is hard. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Beat is crazy. Oh, man. I can't believe yep. I forgot about that. I haven't heard that 1472 album for a long time. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Just the way that opens up, like, yeah. With those pianos. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I'm just finding <laughs> samples today. Who's sampling? <laughs> Is that not a sample? Oh, no. It's not a sample? I mean, it's not on who sampled, I think. Wow. Is that really possible? No. I, I mean, if it is, they didn't clear it. <laughs> hey. That's it's so- all good. You, you, could also, you could just sample Sweetheart for me. <laughs> the um now you distract me. Um I think the thing with Swizz and Money Cash Hose is they didn't clear that sample. <laughs> and 
And if you yeah. ever read anything D- uh, Swiss Beats has ever said about that, he's like, yeah, I was just messing around in the studio on the keyboard. It's like, nah. Mm. Nah. You were playing a video. You were playing a video. You were playing game. a video game, and you were like, "I'm gonna sample that." <laughs> you were pro- and that game. What was that? What was the name of that game again? I can't remember. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. It was yeah, Golden Axe. Right. On Sega, like nobody's nobody's doing that. Yeah. All right, man. Is there any other DMX records we need to talk about? I mean, I I have a I still have a bunch. Of, yeah. I still have a bunch. Yeah, I have a bunch. Um. I'm just gonna run through them and then we'll and then we'll finish because yeah. we've been recording way too long. Okay, so uh, Great Depression number eleven. Uh, it's on from the professional. Um, what else? Let me fly. Look through my eyes. Look through my eyes. Yeah. Um, let me see. Slipping. Uh, sincerity. Mary J. Blige. Dmx and Nas. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. this one of my favorite. That's my probably my se- that's my second favorite flip of uh, Nautilus. Mm. Um, who's next from the Professional Part Two? You really uh, like you remember- the Professional more than I do. I think I do. I love the Professional. Um, do you remember Shot Down, DMX and Fifty? No. Yeah, that DMX that Grand Champ album had. Uh, do you remember Dogs Out that Kanye produced? Oh yeah. And then it had um, We Go Hard with Cameron. That album's not good, though. Those three songs are... are <laughs> well, do- I didn't like Dogs Out. I didn't like Dogs Out. That, that beat is terrible. Uh, Crime Story. Yeah, Crime DXL, Story. Hard White from And Then There Was X. That record is crazy. That's not a good record. Oh, you're... You, uh, let me see. Damien. The, o- the Omen. Remember the Marilyn Manson yeah. record? Yeah. Terrible. It is, but at the time, it was like a song that I was scared of, but I would still listen to it. Right, because your uh, pa- you want, had to keep that from your parents. Of course. Of course. Do we want to talk about uh, the Roland remix with Limp Biscuit, the Swiss uh, Beats remix? You know, I don't hate that remix. I hate it now, but I loved it in 2000. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. Limp Biscuit remixes, they had a couple. Did they? They only had, was they had Together, together now, now is not a remix. That that's not a remix, is it? That's yeah, they did the a song, whole. Right? They did a whole. They had the. They remember the Neptune's remix of Nookie. Yes, it was terrible. So they put out a whole remix album called New Old Songs. They had In Together Now. They had a couple Primo records. Actually, who knew? Mm. There's a Primo record featuring Exhibit and Limp Biscuit. Hmm. Okay. Maybe you know Roland. Gonna... Oh no, Roland wasn't from this. Interesting. No, so Roland was. Like the last song on uh, Chocolate Starfish, I want to say. It was a time. It was a time. It that, was. You know what it was? That was the second version of Roland because there was the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. There's the rock version because The Undertaker used it when he, when he right. stopped being dead and he turned into a, a biker. Um, okay, last two. Um, do you remember Heat? Heat. It's like the second to the last song on the... Only because... Oh, I'll Heat, flush my flush. My, yeah, so my boy reminded me, DMX would really like make you like want to do stuff as a teenager. He'd had me thinking I could rob a bank. Mm. <laughs> like I could do this. <laughs> I could get like three or four friends and we could rob a bank. Yeah. And then uh, finally, oh, I forgot the, oh, um, we mentioned Mace, take, take what's yours, but uh, uh-huh, here we go again with Jada Kiss. What's that Because from? that's from Kiss the Game Goodbye. That's from his first album. Because that's the album where, that's the song where Jay, or with DMX, this is Jay, I only gave you the crown so I could shoot it off your, your head. Mm. 
And then um, that's the that's the song that starts Jada Kiss versus Beanie. Not a I give you a reason though. why I'm the truth for real. Nah, it's still definitive to me because it's mm. it starts. Right, right, right. There's right. so many disc records going on during that time. I don't hate that record the way. But lot, yeah, a lot of these Rough Rider albums, once you get to like the back half, it gets real, real questionable real fast. But I really- <sighs> yeah. So that's it. I, 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 I still I could I could go longer. But yeah, we've yeah, been yeah, talking yeah. way too long. X, X was my guy. And, you know, yeah, I said this on He's Twitter. He's a one of a kind for sure. He, there needs to be a hip hop. I'm really serious, but there needs to be like a real hip hop hall of fame. Like, I don't really care that the rock hall of fame is basically now just the music hall of fame. That's fine. But mm-hmm. like, there needs to be a real hip hop hall of fame. And DMX mm-hmm. is a first ballot. One like, million percent. Unquestionably. Yep. You know, I don't love all mm-hmm. his albums, but he's a one of one. He's iconic. Yeah. He's iconic. He's iconic. Man, is he on like a, is he on a, is he on like a 90s Mount Rushmore? That means we're limiting to four. Yeah. Okay, so Pac and Big take two. 90, so 90 to 99. So Pac and Big take two. No question. Mm-hmm. Without question. Snoop probably takes a third, maybe. Mm. Yeah. That's tough. You could argue that for a spot. You could argue it. It's, I, think it I think it's an argument. Ice Cube? Cube is, Cube's in the argument. LL's in the argument. Nas maybe. is in the argument. Nas is LL definitely is in, in the, the argument. Yep. Yep. Jay's not, well, maybe. I wouldn't put him in, I wouldn't put him in the 90s. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't put not. him in the 90s. Maybe not. I put him in the 2000s or, or hip hop as a whole. Sure. But if I'm just going 90 to 99. Would you put anybody representing Wu or Tribe or? Yeah, I thought about Q-Tip. I thought about uh, maybe Method Man or, you know, RZA could just stand in that place for everyone. Yeah. But. Yeah, I know. N- yeah, I don't think so. Q-Tip really the most underrated dude in hip hop. One of the most underrated. Without question. He just celebrated birthday. I think he turned 51 yesterday. Our heroes are getting old, man. Best drums in hip hop. I argued that all day. Best drums in hip hop. So I think, I think we're good. I'm, I'm done. I'm done too. So thank you everybody for uh, coming back to Cloud Radio Speakers after a little bit hey. of a break. And uh, Armand, it's good to see you again. Glad to, uh, yes, glad to hear everything's likewise. good with the, the family. And uh, I don't yes. know when we'll be back again, but we will be getting back soon if you if you heard this you stuck all the way through and you're not a patreon subscriber you really really should check it out today patreon.com slash crs podcast i'm on i'm guessing you have nothing to plug absolutely not excellent no. all right everybody no. thanks for sticking around and we'll we'll be back